Welcome to Insightful Principles. This channel was designed to give you financial content in the areas of business, finance, and investing, while bringing entrepreneurial stories to the forefront in a transparent dialogue. Sit back and learn on how you can develop your financial wisdom and create a blueprint for financial freedom. What's going on, world? Welcome back once again to Insightful Principles. My name is Kevin Jenkins. You are now tuned in into the 22nd episode, and it's been a journey. It's great to see. I'm all, I'm at 22 episodes now, and all of the feedback and support that I've been receiving, I, I greatly appreciate it, and I thank you once again for listening. And as you all already know, well, some of you may know, uh, this this podcast is designed to, to bring you weekly content in the areas of finance, business, and investing, while also giving you principles that can help build a blueprint for financial security and freedom for yourself. So throughout this episode, I want to discuss the value of health insurance. I also want to go into some details of the benefits of health insurance and also giving you different options you have when it comes to ensuring your health needs. Um, as some of you that have been listening to this podcast for some time may know, um, I do have my life and health insurance license. And one thing that was great when I took the exam was they not only allowed me to be able to get an understanding of life insurance, but also health insurance. So, you know, everything from you know, how Social Security is really broken down when you have Medicare, Medicaid, um, learning about HMO and PPOs and understanding how those plans operate, learning about disability income, long-term care, uh, accidental death. All of these are uh, just health insurance policies that you should be aware of and at least have an understanding of. So I'm going to break all of that down throughout this this episode. And I have done an episode on life insurance if you are wanting to learn more specifically about that and also uh, the products that are available to you when it comes to life insurance. And that was specifically in episode four. So check that out if you haven't. And definitely reach out if you have any questions when it comes to your life and health insurance needs. I am a licensed uh, I do have my license in it, like I mentioned, and I definitely will be able to educate you all if you have any questions. So just to give you an explanation on the difference between life and health insurance, life insurance pays out a death benefit to your beneficiaries <clears throat> in case of someone dying prematurely. The purpose is that the death benefit is enough to cover the loss of future income as well as funeral costs and medical expenses. Now, when it comes to health insurance, it helps pay for medical expenses such as doctor visits, hospital stays, medications, tests, and procedures. And this gives people the ability to cover their medical expenses and stay healthy. Health insurance, it provides many benefits. Uh, health insurance, it protects you and your family from financial losses in the same way that life insurance does. Even if you are healthy, you have to be prepared for the unexpected. Now, I wanted to give you all some statistics. Uh, the average cost of a trip to the emergency room for an adult is about $700. The average cost for childbirth is up to $8,000. So that's just something to keep in mind on some of the costs uh, that 
you would tend to see, you know, especially if you don't have health insurance and it could be potentially even more. Now, when it comes to getting health insurance, you can do an individual or family coverage, which is also known as major medical or comprehensive coverage. Now, these coverages, they cover a range of services uh, such as emergency services, hospitalization and preventive care. Other services that are provided are maternity, newborn and pediatric care. When looking at the cost of your health insurance, it really comes down to four factors. You have your premium, your deductible, co-payments, and also co-insurance. This is what will allow you to calculate your annual health coverage year by year. Uh, your premium is what you or, the, or your employer pays monthly to maintain your health coverage. When it comes to the deductible, it's the amount you must pay towards your health insurance costs before your health plan begins to pay for your covered services. Similar to car insurance, your health insurance provider won't pay any amount to the specific medical costs until you pay your deductible. So for example, if you have a $1,500 deductible with United Healthcare, uh, United Healthcare, they won't pay until you pay the $1,500 towards the cost, the medical expense. Now, premium and deductibles, they are connected. Uh, the higher the deductible, the lower the premium, and the lower the deductible, the higher the premium. And that tends to be the same situation you would see with car insurance. Usually, if you do have a lower premium, then that means that your deductible tends to be higher if you got in a car accident and you have damages that need to be paid. And then it's vice versa, you know, if your uh, premium is high, your deductible tends to be low. So coinsurance, that one is, is very important. That's another factor. Um, this is usually listed as a percentage and it refers to the amount you must pay towards a covered service. Um, it does not apply until the deductible is paid. So keep that in mind. Uh, most health insurance, uh, specifically with their coinsurance plans, they tend to be 75 over 25 percent, um, meaning the insurance provider pays 75 percent of the covered services and then you will pay 25%. Um, some insurance providers are 80-20, so definitely make sure that you find the co-insurance plan that works you know, best for you or your family. Now, certain situations you will have co-payments. A lot of times when you go to the doctor, um, if you go to the dental, uh, the dental office to get some work done on your teeth, um, they may tell you you have a co-pay. Some situations you will have a co-pay, and co-payments are the fixed dollar amounts you may have to pay to see a doctor or a specialist. Um, having to pay co-payments, it strictly depends on your health plan, uh, which type of doctor you see, and whether he or she is in your network. Now, when deciding on your health insurance plan uh, with the individual or the family coverages, they're either going to be classified under HMO or PPO. HMO stands for a Health Maintenance Organization. And PPO stands for Preferred Provider Organization. And with an HMO, they tend to have lower monthly premiums. Therefore, you're expected to pay less out of pocket. Uh, with a PPO, this plan tends to have higher monthly premiums in exchange for the flexibility to use providers both in and out of your network without a referral. Out-of-pocket medical expenses can also run higher with PPO. So... For a person that's looking to have lower costs, 
um, and they want to have a, a primary care physician. An HMO tends to be your best option when it comes to that. But if you're a person that, you know, you have a doctor that you already use, but you want to have the flexibility of having maybe another physician that's in and out of the network, then an a, a PPO is a great option for that. But keep in mind with a PPO, uh, some of the deductibles and the premiums tend to be higher. So you just kind of got to look at what's the best for your specific situation. Now, the next way you can save for your health expenses is you can set up an HSA, uh, which is a health savings account. Um, an HSA is a tax advantage account that can be used to pay qualified medical expenses, including dental and vision services as well. Your contributions are made into the account or from your employer, and they are limited to a maximum amount each year. In the year of 2020, individuals can contribute up to $3,550 in the HSA, and individuals with families can, can contribute up to $7,100. Now, what's great about HSAs um, is pre-tax contributions. Uh, it's also tax-free growth, so any investment you or your employer makes or any interest that is earned is tax-free. Um, it's also tax-free withdrawals as long as you are paying for a qualified medical expense. Um, your HSA account is also portable, so if you change jobs or health plans, it goes with you. And another benefit with your HSA funds is their rollover annually, regardless of the amount. So it's definitely some great benefits when it comes to an HSA um, I, I would definitely say if you're looking for a tax advantage account where you can put more away for your medical expenses, uh, this is a great way to, to get that tax-free growth and also have tax-free withdrawals on your qualified medical expenses. Now, the last topic that I wanted to discuss, which is very important, is uh, disability income insurance. So, you know, a lot of people, when you talk about uh, life insurance, health insurance, People don't really think about disability income and how impactful it can be to get it at a young age. And, you know, God forbid, none of us wants to have a disability, but you never know what life can throw at you. And, and kind of like what I mentioned earlier in this episode, it's best to prepare for the unexpected. And when you think about disability income, if you get it at an early age while you're young, when you don't have any disabilities, that case, if something does come about as you get older, you're already locked in, you know, with the premium that you're paying. So you don't have to worry about, you know, if you do get in a situation where you wait and you have a disability and then you try to get it, you know, it could be a lot more expensive. And in some cases, they may not even issue a policy if the disability is just going to cost too much. Uh, for the insurance company. So when I first started learning about disability insurance, you know, I, I thought that it was needed for someone in their retirement or of an older age, like in their 50s or their 60s. But when I looked at the statistics of adults having disabilities, I believe that everyone should have a disability income insurance policy. Now, according to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention website, uh, one in four adults live with a disability, uh, which is 61 million Americans that will have a disability that impacts major activities. Also, one in four adults will become disabled for 90 days or more before they turn 67 years old. And that's according to the Social Security Administration. And 
with cognitive disability, that tends to be more common in younger adults and mobility disability is for people that are much older. When it comes to cognitive, um, that tends to be if, you know, you, you are forgetting information, um, you're not able to think clearly on your own and mobility would be simply you um, having difficulty being able to walk around, uh, being able to go up and down the stairs. So the reason why disability insurance is great is because it's designed to give you financial protection if you are un un unable to work due to a disability. Now, you will have to pay a premium, and if you are unable to work due to a disability, the insurance company will pay a portion of your income. Now, with disability insurance, you can either purchase a short or a long-term plan. Short-term covers around 60 to 70% of your salary. Uh, with long-term, it covers 40 to 60% of your salary. Short-term lasts for three to six months, and long-term is five years or longer. A short term usually costs one to three percent of your yearly income. Long term is the same cost as well. But from my research, it, it tends to be that short term plan. It tends to be more expensive just because it's a it's a shorter amount of time. And, you know, long term tends to be, you know, a, a, a better option just for the simple fact that, you know, it doesn't cost as much. And I will also recommend trying to find, you know, insurance providers that can do a long-term disability policy where they can cover 60 to 70%. That tends to be a great number uh, to have an insurance company to help cover a portion of your income. So I, I definitely think looking at the long-term disability policies is, is, is a, great, uh, a great way to be able to structure uh, your health insurance needs. Now, when it comes to getting the payout with your disability insurance, uh, with short term, it takes around two weeks from when a doctor confirms your disability. Long term, it's usually around three to six months. So that's one, one drawback with a long term disability policy that in order for you to get your payout, it will take three to six months at the time of the doctor um, confirming your disability. So that's one thing that sucks about it. But at the same time, you know, I think that a long term policy is a great option and it, it definitely allows you to be able to have some income um, during the time when you have a disability. Because a lot of times when we do get a disability, when people get disabilities, you know, they're unable to work. So you want to make sure you have that financial protection where you are still being able to get money. Um, especially if you don't have enough in your emergency fund to be able to cover uh, the issues around your disability to be able to provide income for yourself. I definitely think the long term policy and getting it at an early age is, is definitely beneficial. Now, factors that will affect how much you pay with your disability policy um, um, with your premium is your age. If you smoke, uh, what you do for a living, such as your occupation and how much money you make. And the reason why it's about the how much money you make is because the insurance company is looking at how much money that they're actually going to have to provide to you if you do get a disability. Now, also, the definition of the disability is an important factor. So, for example, if you're a construction worker compared to a person that works as a marketing manager in an office, the construction worker, they're going to have a much higher premium because their line of work it could cause them to be able to get a disability, you know, with them being, uh, you know, whether you're building 
and you're constructing a building, you're on a ladder, uh, you're using heavy machinery rather than someone in the office where they're basically sitting at a computer for most of the day or doing presentations. That can also affect the premium of what you would pay uh, with a disability policy. So disability income is insurance you definitely should look at. Um, as, as well as what I mentioned about the HSAs, the health uh, savings account. And, you know, I hope this episode gave you insight on the value of health insurance. It's definitely important. It's just as important as, as life insurance. And I, I think that you have to prioritize, you know, both your life and your health because they both intertwine with each other. And there are a lot of great products out here that can really give you that financial stability and that security that can make sure that if anything happens throughout your lifetime and you'll be able to cover, you know, with the unexpected expenses that, that come with that. Um, I, I definitely believe that understanding the costs and the plans is, is valuable information to know before you decide on the coverage or a policy. And also keep in mind that even though your employers may offer you health or life insurance, it's good to have some on your own because companies, they lay off workers all the time. Um, you can see from COVID that no job, there's really no sense of thinking that you have job security because anything can happen. Um, also, policies may not transfer with you when you leave a job. So you never know what can happen. So to keep your financial well-being safe, it's smart to have it both ways, both um, personally on your own outside of work and then also taking advantage of what your job offers you. So I hope this episode was helpful. Uh, please leave a review. Um, rate the podcast. It definitely is, is very helpful um, for, for me and being able to get this message and also uh, just this brand out here. Uh, if you can share it with your friends and families, uh, I would greatly appreciate that as well. And if you all could please support my Patreon page, um, I recently uh, created a Patreon page and it allows my my listeners, my viewers to be able to support the brand, to be able to support um, this message of financial literacy. And I have a lot of great tiers on there where I'm, I'm providing you exclusive content um, in the areas of just budgeting, uh, saving and eliminating bad debt. Um, I also have uh, a tier on there where you're able to get early access to all of my podcasts and YouTube videos. Um, I also have created a private community on that platform as well, which is a mastermind group that I have developed and is pretty much an entrepreneurial ecosystem where I'm trying to be able to exchange uh, value and ideas with other like-minded individuals. And I also, with the Patreon, I, I'm offering you know, a way where I can give one-on-one -on -one Zoom calls with me to discuss financial planning. So definitely check it out. I would greatly appreciate your support. And it allows me to be able to keep this brand moving, allowing uh, me to be able to uh, just be able to continue to take this to another level as far as what I'm doing with Insightful Principles. So I thank you so much for you all for tuning in and listening to another episode of the Insightful Principles and take care.